waiting for is here. Previously on the Woody and Wilcox Show. So have you ever uh, paid a celebrity, an athlete, someone of uh, some uh, stature for an autograph? Who? How much? Where? I need the details at 844-4WW-SHOW. I'm sure you may have seen, especially if you follow anything in the sports world, that uh, Johnny Manziel is going to be in uh, Houston this year for the Super Bowl and will be doing a couple of autograph sessions at local shopping malls. (laughs) No. By the way, this is the Johnny Manziel, not Johnny Manziel the dentist. This is the guy who was supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks out there. Heisman Trophy winning uh, Johnny Manziel. Signed uh, in 2014 with the Browns for $8.2 million. So I don't know what his status with the league is, if he is completely done forever or how they label that, but uh, to be going to the Super Bowl strictly so he can sign autographs for people for money at the mall is probably not the avenue that he anticipated. He's doing two different sessions, one at the Katie Mills Mall for an hour and then one at the Woodlands Mall for an hour, and he will charge $99 to sign any item. So you buy something, you bring something, apparently, you give him $100 and he'll sign it for you. Like, here's my dong? I don't know if you, you would can, do that. It does say you can bring something. It's not like at the Brookstone where you have to buy a foot I do, massager I, I do, I, and then he signs it. Don't know the answer to that, but it does say for an extra $29, he will write a special inscription up to four words. For twenty nine, for, for another thirty bucks, you get four more words of your choosing. Well, yeah, specific to you, like up yours, Woody. There's an extra twenty nine dollars on your football helmet. But you've got one more word. Wouldn't you want one more word in there? Also, you can pay ninety nine dollars for a professional photo with him, or you can take a selfie with your phone, and you have to pay him fifty dollars to do that. So he stands up, you take a selfie with him, that'll be $50. And I don't think, again, those numbers are not out of the realm of normalcy for this type of activity. So it's not that this is, I always think these are but, hilarious. Right, but correct me if I'm wrong, usually these would be people who are like still relevant and playing or were relevant and playing at some point. Like not Holub- just a- well, no, I mean that's tomato tomato. I mean, yes and no. It doesn't it could be a retired star. Uh, Manzel was somebody at but, one point. It was very was brief, but he was obviously. But you understand what I'm saying? A retired player that like made his mark. Well, I mean I mean is Ryan Leaf doing autographs at the wet seal? Re- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, remember, it's t- first of all, it's t- I, we can argue whether people should like Johnny Manziel or not. I don't know that that's the point. It is Texas. He went to Texas A&M. He's at malls in Texas. I'm sure there are plenty of people who remember him fondly from his glory days. That's not exactly the point, I don't think. Do you remember when we talked about people getting uh, autographs from celebrities, who the kicker was? Last time we did this, it's been, I feel like, a year or two. It was a dude who said he went to one of these sort of tier, third-tier Comic-Con, and he got uh, he paid for an autograph for the guy who played Roscoe P. Coltrane on the Dukes of Hazard. Are you talking about Dan on line two? Oh, is, no, what? Dan, what's going on? Dan, you, you did you get Roscoe P. Coltrane's autograph? 
Yeah, a few years ago, I was up in Virginia visiting some friends, and they happened to say, yeah, this, the Dukes of Hazard Fest is down in Galax, and I think we're going to go. So we I'm... went down there, and, like, they jumped. They, like, jumped a General E car over about 50 feet worth of cars, and it was pretty cool. But Man, I've couple... been to Galax. There's not a whole lot going on in Galax. <laughs> well, exactly. So, like, everybody and their second cousin was in Galax that week. This is it, but so, for, for the Dukes of Hazard Fest. And by the way, this is not the same guy that told us about Roscoe P. Coltrane before, because I remember that guy had seen him in Winston Salem. So it's a different dude who's telling us about buying Roscoe P. So Coltrane's you have autograph. James Best's autograph. <laughs> yeah, is that his name? I actually do. He was, he was the only, one of the only couple people that was there, and um, it was relatively cheap. I only paid like ten bucks for the autograph, and you could. For an extra five bucks, you could get a picture with him. But I mean, I, the two-hour line that it took to that it took to get to him wasn't really worth the fifteen bucks. Remember when I said there's not a whole lot going on in Galax, <laughs> and right. Dan agreed? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're waiting two hours to get Roscoe P. Coltrane's autograph. That's fantastic. Right. Hey, but I mean, I guess when you grow up watching the Duke of Hazard, Roscoe is pretty sweet yeah he's mm-hmm. your johnny manzel right yeah well not exactly <laughs> <laughs> dan we appreciate the call man thanks yeah man take it easy the following program is for entertainment purposes only really that's amazing it's the woody and wilcox show they simply couldn't imagine being without each other with woody ah what the hell is the matter with you and wilcox oh brother this guy the Woody and Wilcox Show. This is like, you know, when you're getting your legs waxed and they whip that thing off real fast. That's what this is like. And now, it's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I've been through this a million times in all my years in the theater. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Let's just do a good show, okay? Everybody do a good show. That, re- that replay clip there didn't include my favorite part about uh, our discussion of getting autographs from people and paying for them and so forth. Remember the dude who uh, said that he used to uh, talk to uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane once a month for three years at the Walgreens mm-hmm. in Hickory, North Carolina. That's right. Because mm-hmm. he would come in to get his uh, prescriptions. And then after about two years, he asked him for an autograph. And he gave it to him and then said, $15. And the dude who sent in the thing to us laughed, and Roscoe P. Coltrane did not laugh. <laughs> he wanted his $15. So uh, that was uh, good stuff. We got a lot of comments on that yesterday after the show, including uh, this one from Mike. And it says, hey, guys, I heard you talking about waiting in line to get autographs and paying for them and so forth. I had a similar experience. I was in waiting, I was waiting in line to get the autograph of a very famous person in the news world. I was trying to get Andrea Mitchell's autograph. When I got to the front of the line, it was actually Hall & Oates. That's where NBC's Andrea Mitchell is standing by. Andrea? All right. Uh, Here's what has just happened. That is indeed Hall & Oates and not Andrea Mitchell. We have plugged into the sound system in the room. Let's go across the state to, oh, I'm being told we're going to try Andrea Mitchell again. Andrea? Again, Hall and Oates. Well played, Mike, as he says, woohoo, first one of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 
Chelsea has been waiting. And thank you to everybody who was concerned. Yesterday, I think it was about this time that I had posted that photo of my unknown injury on my finger. Yeah. Lots of commentary on uh, Instagram. Thank you so much to those of you that were concerned. If you're not following along on Instagram with us, at Woody and Wilcox, uh, it looks like, uh, well, I don't know who that is, but says uh, Wilcox got a little wiggly finger with his lady friends, apparently. Get a little wiggly fingers with your lady friends. I don't think that's uh, actually what happened. And uh, then uh, Abe Lincoln says uh, maybe a... uh, Maybe that's a uh, combing your hair accident, Wilcox. Mm. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. I'm not sure if that is or not. No. Maybe you did something a little too vigorously in the shower. And John says, hey, you made it all the way to the second knuckle. Wow. <laughs> so I appreciate all your I appreciate all your concern. Uh, a nice tone we're setting for the day. And uh, very nice to hear from you all on uh, Instagram and on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook as well. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? I was until we started the show. <laughs> okay. Cooter. Well, all right. There he goes. There's yeah, that, too. Feeling good. I, uh, I think it is going to be a good show today. A couple things. We've got a uh, all-new batch of fun with football audio. You know, we're down to what I guess we're going to call it the final eight, for lack of a better term. Um, uh, so we'll hit that for you this morning. Also, I've been told, uh, this will help your day go well, Chelsea, that there's a woody game today on the docket. Also the first of 2017. Is this the first of 2017? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? We didn't play one at all last week? Nope. This isn't the first week of the year, right? Nope. What's today? Anybody have a calendar? Today is Friday the 13th. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. it is the first of the year. Oh, wow. Well, this is a big day. It's probably one of my best games ever. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, We've also got a round of it happening in Florida on the way momentarily. And uh, we'll start off with a chat on the way next. Some important things that we need to impart. We'll hit that momentarily. The Woody and Wilcox Show. And now, it's time for the Shat Report. Stuff happening around the globe. Uh, yeah, the the G is silent. On the Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, everybody knows what today is, right? Friday the 13th. Don't talk over the scary music. Sorry. Is this a thing anymore? Is Friday the 13th a thing anymore? Yeah. It's today, actually. I know, but do people really, uh, you know, get that way? Scared about it? Play music on the radio like this? (laughs) What about this? Uh, Do they still do this? I'm doing it, so they must, I guess, is the answer. Do you know anybody who is truly afraid of Friday It's funny. I I don't, and yet it is still a thing. My nine-year-old son yesterday, before we were going to bed, was like, Dad, tomorrow's Friday the 13th, as if it was something that mattered. Uh, He's never seen the Friday the 13th movies. So I, it's obviously somebody's talking about it and, and still uh, hitting it right. even for the young kids. So right. yes, I just saw a stat this morning that said, and I, you tell me if this is accurate or not, 5% of Americans stay home today no, because it's Friday the 13th and they feel like they're minimizing their chances of 
something horrendous happening. And maybe five Americans, but not five percent. Five percent. Only people. I can't do the math on that, but that's in the millions, right? Only people dumb enough to believe Mercury retrograde oh, believe in Friday the Thirteenth. Two different things. Right. Oh, really? They are yes. Chelsea. Look at you, pot calling kettle black. No, oh, oh Friday the Thirteenth. What? Five people stay home. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you done? All right, that's enough. I get it. You made your point. I'm still talking. Uh, so yeah, I you know make of it what you will. It is Friday the thirteenth. That's you know that's there's no whether Chelsea thinks it's a thing or not is a, another question. That's I guess definitely a thing for the elementary school population. Um, let's see. Uh, oh. Well, we have a a new football team in the NFL. It was official yesterday, right? The San Diego Chargers are apparently now the Los Angeles Chargers. And kudos to L.A., by the way, now for having two teams with the best songs out there, right? They've already got the Rams. Like this whole thing was just a ruse to get LA with the two teams with the two best songs. Now, Ramit, obviously, way up there, but uh, the Chargers, of course, as well. So, um, and by the way, both of those uh, lawsuits were filed by the village people who were upset. I think they had written actually both of those songs, and then they were stolen by the football teams. So now uh, L.A. is chock full of fantastic music. Do you see all the anger about the logo that they had thrown out there yesterday for the L.A. Chargers? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's it's sort of the uh, Dodgers logo, the L.A., and then a kind of a squiggly piece of lightning at the bottom of one of the letters. It's really fantastic. I found it fascinating that there were other major franchises tweeting after that logo came out. I don't know if you happen to see from the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning tweeting at the new LA Chargers. Uh, No, I didn't see it. This is directly from the official Tampa Bay Lightning account. Checks, Checks logo, squints, clears throat, and for the record, us and the Dodgers are just friends. Is it it's it looks similar. like a combination. If the Tampa Bay Lightning logo and the L.A. Dodgers logo had a love child, that would be the new Chargers okay. logo. So then the L.A. Dodgers official account ringing in on that. You said you'd call. I mean, it goes back and forth and back and forth. Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, honey, I did say I would call. These are the official Twitter handles of the other professional teams. Yes. Then the Omaha Storm Chasers, a minor league baseball team ringing in because they have a lightning bolt. Samesies, the Northwest Arkansas Naturals who have a lightning bolt. Yeah, we'll just leave this here. And other ones. I'm the sorry, leading... there's a team called the Northwest Arkansas Naturals? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nope. That's, and that's not a thing. That cannot be a thing. The Reading Fightins? Who have an F with a lightning bolt in it and a fist? Probably say, Reading. Looks great. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Reading. Yeah. 
Is he, is he just, saying natural's wrong too then? Are we yes. assuming that because he said reading for Reading? Yes. People tweeting out Tinder like announcements where it's a match between the, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dodgers the, the logo. Whole, the whole thing is insane. I, I mean, it's funny because Woody and I lived in San Diego for a long time and it was years ago. And even then, every offseason they would say, that's it. We're moving to L.A. Screw yeah. you guys because you won't pay for a new stadium. That's been the thing the whole time. Everybody keeps saying, what's wrong? Why are they doing? Well, that's it. They've been trying to get taxpayers to pay for a new stadium, and yep. they won't do it. They continue to refuse, and finally, that's why they did it. But, I mean, what they're doing in L.A. doesn't make any sense to me. Zero. I, I mean, I'm not smart, so maybe I'm missing it somehow. But, I mean, L.A. didn't support the Rams. I mean, they weren't a good team. L.A.'s a fair-weather city. Totally. They have no, um, you know, it's not like Browns fans who have a horrible team but still go to watch their team play. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen in L.A. And they're doing it at the worst possible time. The Rams blow. The Chargers blow. Yeah. Chargers are going to play at like a 30,000-seat venue for next like year or something? a soccer stadium? They're playing at a soccer stadium, MLS soccer stadium. I mean, maybe that's a positive because I don't even think they'll get 30, so no. it'll at least make that stadium look a little fuller. I just thought it was funny. The radio station that Wilcox and I worked at in San Diego, the actual Chargers headquarters was right down the street from there. Fans were dropping off jerseys, and then they set a bonfire with all the old gear right on the lawn of the Chargers' old headquarters. It was... People are not happy. I don't blame them. Uh, there's a lot of football this week. And, of course, two games tomorrow. Seattle will host, or Atlanta will host the Falcons. Uh, the Patriots hosting the Texans. Atlanta's going to host the no, Falcons. Wait, Atlanta's going to host the Seahawks. That's what I said, right? Atlanta's going to host the Seahawks and New England hosting the Texans. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to KC for the first game on Sunday. And then the Packers will be at Dallas for the second game on uh, on Sunday. So you've got that. Uh, oh, and, of course, we've got a, a new batch of fun with football audio coming up here in just, uh, just a little bit. A couple of new movies opening up this weekend. Patriots Day, the uh, Mark Wahlberg mm. uh, about the Boston uh, Marathon bombing. Live by Night, the Ben Affleck movie. Did you know Anthony Michael Hall is in that one as well? I did not. Really? So hopefully he'll be dropping an O'Gary at some point <laughs> during that movie. Fingers crossed. That's going to go down. And, of course, uh, today, uh, incredibly important, and if you haven't decided to uh, take the day off yet, you're going to do it now. Uh, today is the 34th birthday of William Hung. Be out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some penis and cracker jacks. Happy birthday, William Hung. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Ah, Florida. Look at you. Hanging out down there. Dingly dangly. Saying hello. I look like genitalia. Uh, we celebrate you because you are the entrance point for all things odd in this great land of ours. What we're going to do with this round of It Happened in Florida is Woody and I are going to share three stories real quick. All of them are true, but one of them happened in the state of Florida. And you spot that one at 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got number one. Story number one is about a dude who decided to pay his taxes like we've heard a lot of people pay them. In pennies. Ah. This particular guy, though, I think he has a legitimate bone to pick with, this time, the Department of Motor Vehicles. He's one of those guys that has a house that actually straddles a county line in his state. Mm -hmm. And he tried to call the DMV and say, hey, look, uh, I, I basically live in two different counties with my property. Which county should I use to pay the taxes on my car? 
Well, after more than 30 calls trying to get somebody to give him an answer, he eventually had to sue the Department of Motor Vehicles in his state, took them to court so that they could tell him which county he should pay the taxes in. After that lawsuit, he decided, okay, I'm going to pay it. They've been a pain in my butt. I'm going to go ahead and spend $1,000 hiring guys to bring in wheelbarrows full of pennies into the DMV to pay those taxes. 30,000, excuse me, 300,000 pennies were brought in. More than 1,600 pounds worth. Was it in Florida where it took a lawsuit 30 phone calls and 300,000 pennies to get it done. Well, uh, while I think uh, some people may have paid bills with the government in uh, coins, I think story number two is something that we uh, all can relate to. The headline sort of sums it up, quote, two jailed in tampon tossing melee. Is that an Olympic event? Uh, Not yet, although we certainly uh, think that it could be. According to the story, a uh, it's a case of feminine hygiene hijinks. Somebody went to journalism school. <laughs> uh, it all started, of course, like all tampon tossing melees do. Uh, it, the husband and wife team that were jailed, by the way, uh, were upset with one another. The wife upset because she said, quote, her husband had peed in her box of tampons, end quote. Oh. A little warning. Chelsea, is that a thing? No. Yeah, apparently went into the bathroom and for whatever reason decided, hey, I'm going to relieve myself in a box of tampons, which is what he did. She didn't care for that and then began throwing those tampons yeah. at him. And the tampon tossing melee was born. Florida? That's what I'm asking you. 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Third and final story has to do with the headline. Uh, Headline reads, golfer run over by toilet at golf course, forklift driver blamed. We've all been there, right? Well, Cox, you own own golf clubs. I do. Uh, Brian was watching his six iron shot from the fairway to the front of the seventh hole when he was struck from behind by a porta potty. Pinch a loaf. No, he wasn't pinch a loaf. Like I just said, he had hit his six iron up to the green. A course employee had taken the forklift off the golf path and was hauling a porta potty to a different part of the golf course. Of course, you know how tall they are. He couldn't see where he was going, completely obstructed his view. Wham! Runs into the golfer who he didn't see. But the no, golfer. No. The golfer couldn't hear that coming. Chelsea, he was golfing. It's he was a forklift watching. with the porta potty on it. I they, mean, I feel like that can't sneak up on you. They make very stealth porta potties these days, Chelsea. Okay, right. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, the porta potty hit him in the face, knocking him unconscious. <laughs> injured his shoulder, cut his chin, cracked a rib, bruised a bicep, and caused a large, deep bruise in his leg, according to the lawsuit. Was it in Florida where the golfer was run over by a toilet and the forklift driver has been blamed? Let's let Hunter try and solve our quiz. Hunter, all three stories actually happened. Which one went down in Florida? Uh, we're going to go with story number two. Story number two, yeah! Look at that. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Carter's fired up. Port St. Lucie, Florida, is where the tampon-tossing melee led to feminine hygiene hijinks. Like what you've done there. Uh, Lebanon, Virginia, is where the man had to file a lawsuit against the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles, then ended up paying his taxes with 300,000 pennies. And in uh, Elk Grove Village, Illinois, is where when you're golfing, Make sure to keep your head on a swivel because a toilet could be coming from anywhere. Front button, back button. Absolutely. The Woody and Wilcox Show. (sighs) Hello, old friend. Big holiday weekend, right? Most people have Monday off for Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, but I think a lot of people are going to be skipping over the holiday that we celebrate tomorrow. January 14th, to be exact. Do you guys know what holiday is tomorrow, Wilcox? Uh, let's see. It's not William Hung's birthday, because that's today. Right. Um, right. Um, I don't know. That's all I know. That's the one day of the year I know. Chelsea? Nope. Uh, let's meet our contestants, and then we'll talk about the holiday. Is it Remy? Ramey. Ramey. Good to good to have you in, Ramey. Uh, taking you on is going to be James. James, good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, hey. I think most people, except for Wilcox and Chelsea, know that tomorrow is oh. National Caesarean Section Day. Huh? It's National Caesarean Section Day? Always happens on January 14th. Why? Uh... I don't know why. Because the first successful cesarean section took place on January 14th, 1794. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> what do you do to celebrate? Cake? Uh, I think you just cut open a, the middle of a cake and then pull the frosting out and just eat that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Either way, we're going to be celebrating the 224th birthday of the C-section, and I've come up with a game to help us celebrate a brand new game I'm calling Lady Who Had the C-section or Lady Who Gave Birth Through the Cooter Ejection. Huh? Remy, James, I'm going to be giving you a famous actress who is also a mom. You tell me whether she had a C-section during birth or... <laughs> Had birth naturally, also known as the cooter ejection. Oh, <laughs> I wish you guys could see Cool Beans right. right now because she's just mimicking my face. Cooter. Yeah, you've yeah. got the poon face going. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're going to tell us a celebrity. Yes. Is that right? Celebrity? It's not going to be just Sue. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Well, there's a start. A celebrity who is also a mom. You tell me whether or not she had a C-section or the cooter ejection. And what if she had... Both. I'm sorry, that's both, not both. <laughs> I don't believe that's happened because I did my research on the internet, and okay. these are all women who have had kids. They say they only had natural birth and only is there, had C-section. Is there something more interesting about the reveal when you give us the answer, or is it just going to be yes, vaginal, yes, cesarean? That's, is there more to it than that? Nope, that's pretty much it. All right, then. Oh. Welcome to perhaps the worst game that's ever come up. That's the worst game this year. I think you could say Uh, that. Without question. Uh, You guys are going to be using your name as your buzzer when you think you know it. Ring in with your name. If you get it right, you get a point. You get it wrong, your opponent gets a point. Any questions? I think it's pretty clear. Okay, good. First offering on Lady Who Had the C-Section or Lady Who Gave Birth Through the Cooter Ejection, Pamela Anderson. Right. I'm going to say Ramey was in there first. Vaginal. 
Uh, I mean, we need you to say cooter injection. Cooter injection <laughs> is cooter. Yes. I'm not a big fan of either way. No, correct I'm, not, I'm not either, by the way. This I whole is, thing is I'm, giving me the crease. C-section or cooter ejection. All right. <laughs> One for Amy, nothing for James, playing lady who had the C-section or lady who gave birth through the cooter ejection. Oh Second Stop offering. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. Gwen Stefani. James. James. The C-section. C-section. Nice job. Yes. C-section for all three of her kids or four of them. How many does she have? Uh, third offering, Christina Aguilera. James. James was in there first. C-section. C-section. Wow. You seem to know a lot about the birthing habits of celebrities, James. To us weekly. Uh, all right. Fourth offering, Angelina Jolie. James. Mm, you know, I think James was in first. James? Uh, let's go with the uh, ejection. Cooter ejection. No, I'm sorry. Really? Cooter. Yeah. I got it wrong. all it tied up at 2 2. in like a, a pool of rose water. Ramey's got two. James has two. I believe that's right. Yep. Uh, next offering Britney Spears. James. Ramey. Ramey. C section. C section. Nice job. Yes. All right, we've got two more. Let's see who's got this one. Next offering on lady who had a C-section or lady who gave birth through the cooter ejection. Cooter. Cindy Crawford. James. James. Cooter ejection. Cooter ejection. Cooter. Nice. We got ourselves a barn burner. It all comes down to this one. Final offering and lady who had a C-section or lady who gave birth through the cooter ejection. Cooter. Jessica Alba. James. James. C-section. C-section. No! He had the cooter injection. Cooter. Wow. That went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Define better. better. I mean, they answered the questions. Is that the, is that the definition of a good game? I was shocked how often they got it right. Oh. Well, it's a 50-50 it's a, it's a shot. 50% of the time, they should have gotten it wrong. That's why the game is not good. Uh, so, Ramey ends up winning that one, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Well, now I think we're all a little smarter. I just want to apologize. What you just said is one of the most insanely <laughs> idiotic things I have ever heard. Need apologize. To everyone listening. <laughs> Got like three people hanging on, and huh? I want to say I'm sorry. Right. Cooter. That's how you celebrate National Caesarean Section Day happening tomorrow by playing a game called Lady Who Had a C-Section or Lady Who Gave Birth through the cooter ejection. Cooter. Seriously, how lame was that? The Woody and Wilcox Show. So if you're just joining us now, you can pat yourself on the back and give yourself a laurel and hearty handshake. You were able to miss the first Woody game of 2017. Uh, what was the name of that game, Woody? It was Lady Who Had a C-Section or Lady Who Gave Birth Through the Cooter Ejection. <clears throat> Thanks to uh, Canadian James for Cooter. tweeting at Woody and Wilcox, C-Section or Cooter Ejection regretfully added to the compendium of Woody games on the Woody and Wilcox Reddit page. Mm-hmm. Apparently, as Woody told us moments ago, tomorrow is like the 200 and something anniversary of the first ever C-Section 224th, right. So I appreciate uh, those of you that have rung in on social media. What Woody did, by the way, was just name a celebrity, and then the contestants had to figure out 
if that celebrity had given birth via C-section or a natural birth, so to speak. Thanks to all of you who have rung in, including Coach Kirkpatrick. Uh, that game just made today National Turn Off the Woody and Wilcox Show Day. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks to my mom tweeting in that says, ironically, my son has pictures of all of those births. <laughs> I get that. It's a reference to me still having pictures of my wife giving birth to our daughter mm-hmm. on my phone. Yep, yeah. that's a thing, too. Uh, and thanks to Jimmy, who says it stays like this when I wonder what went wrong in my life that caused me to actually like your show. <laughs> Appreciate Imagine that, Jimmy. Being here. I don't know what that means, but I think it's positive. Uh, Amy says, I'm glad my three-year-old threw a tantrum and I had to leave late, so I missed Woody's game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casey, who says, Woody, you're the smartest man I know, but what the hell kind of game is that? Uh, there's so much wrong with you, Casey. Yes. I don't even know where to start. What about the Panthers secondary who tweeted at Woody and Wilcox, finally something that sucks worse than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And uh, speaking of games, you may have uh, heard it is uh, official. The San Diego Chargers are moving to Los Angeles, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, I think this whole thing was really just some sort of behind-the-scenes ruse to get two teams in L.A. that clearly have the most fantastic fight songs of all time. We've covered over the course of time that now, you know, the L.A. Rams have this one. So not only does L.A. have the Rams and the song Ram It, but also now you may not be familiar with the fact that the Chargers, when they were in San Diego, had their own fight song that went like this. San Diego, Chargers, San Diego, Chargers, San Diego, Chargers, San Diego, Chargers, What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. So now both of those reside uh, theoretically in the same stadium at some point. Now, obviously, they're going to have to change up the Chargers song because it's got San Diego, you know, right there in the title. I don't know if they can figure out a way to work L.A. into the same. We're uh, the L.A. Superchargers. Sadly, I'm sure they probably could do it. Uh, We talked about it earlier, and now Meredith has sent in on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. I think you guys are mistaken. The Cincinnati Bengals have a much better song than those two, and she has sent along this. Which apparently has a dude farting in the background. (laughs) I think that's an interesting touch. What is that? By the way, let me share these lyrics with you on this fantastic Bengals fight song. Hear the Bengals growling mean and angry. Here he comes a prowling, lean and hungry. An offensive brute. Run, pass, or boot. What is that made? And defensively, he's rough. 
tough. It's hard to work Cincinnati. Into... Did you realize how many teams actually have songs that they? Uh, she sent along a video where they 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 play that in the stadium, you know, during exciting moments during a Bengals game. Are any apparently. of these have any of these been created in the past thirty years? Uh, no. Well, the Ramit has Ramit and the Chargers one is you know eighties, I think. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we need to get up to date. on That some one of sounds these. like maybe the eighteen eighties for the Bengals song. So <laughs> barely understand it. Run, pass, or boot. Here comes the brute. <laughs> what is happening? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. uh, what other songs are out there? I'd be curious. Maybe that's a. Do we need to go down that path? Worst because those are Fight fantastic. Well, I didn't realize all these NFL. I mean, I know the. I know the uh, the Redskins have hail to the Redskins. Uh, that one I know. Um, do does every team have a song? They must. They must. I mean, I remember we we played that song that Prince had created for the Vikings, but that don't I don't think the that counts. In the purple and gold. Yeah, that one was. I don't know that that's an official official deal. Do you know of any others? I mean, I guess if you you might not if you didn't live in that city or go to a game in one of those stadiums. But even then, they play so much music, you know, little snippets of rock songs and different things like that. Yeah, but you couldn't miss it if it was one of the big themes, one of the big anthems, right. I'm sure. They probably play at the end of the game like a lot of colleges do. 844-4WW-SHOW. Is there anything worse than that Cincinnati Bengals one? I can't imagine. Woody and Wilcox. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Hmm. Well, uh, interesting. The uh, You may have heard by now, uh, and even if you're not a fan of uh, football, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of interesting socially, I feel like, when a, a team uproots and leaves its uh, city as the uh, Chargers officially announced that they're leaving San Diego. And they'll become the uh, the L.A. Chargers. Apparently, I don't think there's any discussion of a na- of a like a mascot change. Like, I think they're going to stay the Chargers. They're not going to change the name totally. Although that does happen. Well, they started in L.A. right years ago before the NFL. They were yes, there was a, I think for like a year there was right. the L.A. Chargers, and then they've been in San Diego for like fifty years. But what we were really imagining was that this is somehow a conspiracy that the NFL has put together to have the two teams. With the uh, best possible fight songs in the same city, you now have the uh, L.A. Rams with their Ramit. And, of course, the uh, Chargers with their San Diego Superchargers. A lot of folks ringing in. Oh, no. No, no, no. Here's the best fight song of a professional football team. And by best, you mean the worst? Jimmy, uh, I feel like, sums up a lot of people's take on this. I had no clue, he says, that professional sports teams even had fight songs. Yeah, apparently they do, and there are folks waiting to tell us all about them. Grab Brett online, too, if you don't mind. Brett, what's going on? You're on with Woody Wilcox. Hey, how are you guys? We're good, Brett. What's your story? Uh, well, the Buffalo Bills have the uh, best shout song. Uh, it's literally the shout. Um, if you play it, uh, it's, it gets the whole crowd going. You know, the from Buffalo, 80,000 fans screaming the song after, the, of course, they score. 
I don't know how much scoring they did this year. But, uh, <laughs> right. Well, they're all drunk anyway. You're but, talking about this, right? Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. But stand up now, come on and shout. But, but Brett, I mean, they've just taken an existing song and added bills in there, right? Am I missing? Am I missing? That's a that's another song that they've added their own cheer to, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure I understood it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like a lot oh, of yeah, things but... in Buffalo, just a cheap rip off of something that's good? <laughs> pretty much. Send pretty much. Woody at iHeartMedia mm-hmm. is the way you can reach him via email or just come and punch him in the face. <laughs> okay. So shout no, by the okay. bills. Okay. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. I, uh, oh, yeah. Back in the day when Marv Levy was coach and everything, that yeah. crowd would go insane. Of course, with our old, you know, our four Super Bowls that everybody talks about. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, hey, we got you guys. Now we have uh, Charlotte's, uh, you know, defensive coordinator now for our coach. That's right. That you right. do have that, yeah. So, Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you very much, Charlotte. After this season, I don't think the Bills are going to change much. <laughs> no, I know. But, hey. There's always next year. All right. That's right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. All right. By the way, thanks to everybody, and I mean everybody, ringing in on the Pittsburgh Steelers with multiple songs, including a polka mm, that folks are saying not don't. only do they love, but that they don't do uh, it. dance to at weddings. The Version? Is that the one so. they play in, you know, Latvia or something? I don't understand what I'm. Well, I don't know why there's Latvia. So I feel like that's offensive to Latvians. I, I don't know. I, I just, don't know why. It <laughs> just uh, doesn't sound right for some reason. There's so many. I'd rather hear Woody's game again than hear another Steelers song. <laughs> Thanks to Steve, who said the Miami Dolphins had a fight song that was redone by T Pain. You know, the guy that who uses the auto correct to auto tune. Now, the original. Would you like to hear the original? I doubt it. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Who the hell <laughs> well, cares? Are there any good ones? When, when was the last time Miami was in a Super Bowl? Thanks to everybody pointing out that the Carolina Panthers had a fight song for the first couple of years that they existed. Stand and cheer for the Panthers. Stand and cheer for the team. The pride of both Carolina and city of the Queen. Carolina, stand and cheer for the Panthers. Wait a second. Carolina Panthers came into the league in 95. <laughs> they wanted it to sound old? I believe that's correct. Not 1995, right? Not 1895? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, 1995 is accurate. Yep. 
Again, are any of these good? I uh, believe consensus says no. Uh, okay. Not really. Nah. So, And uh, I feel like some of them are starting to sound similar. <laughs> yes. So I feel like I may have had enough unless somebody can prove otherwise. I mean, I don't know how you can argue that Ramen is not the best. But it sounds it's the best out of the ones we've played. Right? It is the best. Like to ram it all night, man. How can you not <laughs> say that is the best fight song of any NFL team? Come on. The Woody and Wilcox Show. <laughs> what do you say? Give me that look. Because <laughs> you had the shiny quarter. No, I did not. Yes, you did. It takes four seconds after I push the button, <laughs> ding dong. You point at me, I push the button, and then we wait four seconds. I'm just here. You so looked at me find. like, you did that? I went, click. I just, call, I just got called a ding dong. <laughs> Because <laughs> high and mighty over there will tell me to do stuff non-verbally behind the scenes. Right. And if it doesn't happen immediately, as right. soon as he points at me, and then it's not my fault. Right. He gets up on his high horse over there, Chelsea. <laughs> you know what? I'm not talking to him either. Uh, I'm a ding dong. By the way, uh, those of you that have worked in a restaurant and have witnessed someone else, certainly not you, doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. With food or with something else. Oh, no. It's happened again. I, I don't remember when the last time we did this was, but I'm more than happy to take your calls at 844-4WW-SHOW. Certainly, it's not something that you did as a restaurant employee. It's got to be something that someone else did, right? The You're la- not going to rat out yourself. The last one I remember, was it at a KFC or something like that, where they were bathing in where they wash all the dishes? The guy had taken his clothes off. I do remember that Filled one. it with soap and hot water, and they he was videotaped basically using it like a bubble bath. That's not that bad, though, in the scheme of things that we've heard. Really? Yes. Uh, I don't know what's the worst. I remember the one that Woody's talking about. What stands out to you, Chelsea? No, any anytime food is rubbed on genitalia and then served on to someone else, I feel like that's the worst. Yeah, I would agree that that's yeah, worse. Because than... you're bathing where other things are washed doesn't bother me. I mean, soap should do its job on body or pants. So you don't have a problem with a naked dude in the pot scrubber I mean, area? It, I, I'm with Chelsea. On the spectrum of things that people do with your food or with your utensils behind the scenes at a restaurant, that's probably not the worst, Mm -hmm. right? I agree with Chelsea. I'd rather have a dude bathing in the dishwashing sink than rubbing things on body parts. Mm -hmm. I bring it up because it's happened again. Um, And, of course, it always happens because somebody does something dumb in the kitchen of a restaurant and then posts it on social media. Well, everybody's got a smartphone, so... This was an employee of a Jimmy John's sandwich shop mm-hmm. in Florida. Shocking. Oh, no. Is there something? And that- the employee has already been fired. Would you like to just take a general guess at what this guy has been fired for? I realize it's very open ended. Besmirching the cucumbers. Besmirching the cucumbers is your answer. My side stage at Lollapalooza, I, by the I, way. You don't have to do a hand gesture. I think we all understood. <laughs> you mean in the mouth or the back? Hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> That's exactly right. No go hole. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. They, he besmirched the carrots. No, and it wasn't any of the vegetables or toppings that would go on a sandwich. He's doing something to the meat. <laughs> Did you get that? Was is that clean? Yeah. Oh, we got yeah. He's he's doing something, something to, the to the meat. That is incorrect. He is not doing something to the meat. 
Although uh, we'll never hear the end of that clip. He's kneading the bread before he distributes it. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was, he didn't wash his hands. He's not using gloves. No, I I don't think you'd get fired for that. And again, remember, I know about this because this has spread across social media and now all the news outlets around the country are picking it up. So it's, I mean, it's not, I I will say this, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. By far. Well, this guy put it on social media, right? So he must have known it. He must have thought it wasn't that bad. Snapchat is where it originally aired and how folks found out about it. So he thought it was just going to disappear. He thought it was just something funny. He, I'm going to, I'll tell you what he did. Uh, well, let me see. A couple people calling in. Yeah, I'll tell you what he did. He had taken um, the uncooked bread, which mm-hmm. I am going to now refer to as dough, and had fashioned it into a very long rope and was jumping rope with it in the kitchen. Well, if you don't hit the floor, nothing's wrong with that, right? Well, oh, it hits the floor, Chelsea. Oh. It's a jump rope. If you're jumping rope without it hitting the floor, you're a, I'd like to see that video as well. You're I'd an like, expert. I'd like to give you a Laurel and Hardy handshake. So he had, you know, I guess the dough comes in a long, you know, and you cut it into pieces for the each yeah. individual roll. So he had taken maybe six foot length of raw dough and was jump roping with it in the uh In the grand in the scheme kitchen. of things, I'm not as... That's why I said it wasn't the worst thing. I mean, it's certainly not, you know, a guy besmirching the cucumbers, as you put it earlier. It's definitely not that. Um, Cool beans, who should we go to on this particular topic? Because after I've seen what Hmm. at least one of them has said in your brief, uh, okay. All righty then. That's not the one I would have picked. (laughs) Is it Shaw? That's me. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> keeping in mind we're on the radio, what is the uh, what is the topic here, and what do you got for us? Uh, it was something a coworker of mine did to someone's steak after it had been sent back two or three times. Ah, so you're in the kitchen, and somebody is ordering a steak. They don't care for it for some reason. They send it back well, with a I complaint. Was, I was, yeah, I was a server, and my other buddy was serving as well. He was talking about this table, just giving him a hard time. And I don't know if y'all know that there's a name for the film that gets on men's private parts when you're real sweaty called oh. Duck Butter. You ever heard that? <laughs> <laughs> have I heard of it? Uh, I may have. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, we're so, familiar. So, uh, no, 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 no. No, no, Did you say uh, Duck Butter? Yeah. That's what he said. Duck yeah. Butter, And that's yeah. a, a film when you guys get sweaty? Probably, yeah, like when you, yeah. I, okay. A film uh, not like Amadeus, like, no, but like a substance that yes. you would. Yes. <laughs> so said guy was like, I've had enough of this, reaches down, gets a nice handful of duck butter, mm. rubs it on the steak, takes All it right. back to the customer. Uh, yeah! All right. Cool beans, I blame you for this. I asked before we went in, and there it was, right there. <laughs> All right, Shaw. <laughs> Shaw, are you still in the uh, is restaurant? He still, yeah, is he working? No, Did anybody no. find out? Uh, not, no, not as long as I know. Mm. And uh, from what I, I, I lost touch, you know, it was a busy night. Sure. But uh, said server says, person ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the giggle more than anything. Yes. I feel like you'd be able to smell that. All right. Oh, uh, thank enough. you, Chelsea. Chelsea. Sorry uh, to ruin your morning. Yeah, well, no, you know, no, you did not. Well. I guess I asked for it. I'm afraid of me. Learn something. Appreciate that, Shaw. 844-4WW-SHOW, the way that you can get through. 
Did you witness something in a kitchen? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't you. Doesn't have to involve duck butter. It absolutely does not. Or a film of any kind. <laughs> we'll uh, take your calls. Again, 844-4WW-SHOW. The Woody and Wilcox Show. We were just talking about the uh, story. Maybe you've seen it by now because there is actually video out there that was uh, shot and then put on Snapchat of a, an employee at a Jimmy John sandwich shop in Florida who was jumping rope with the raw dough. Obviously, it's made the rounds around the inner tubes, and uh, dude has gotten fired. Uh, the folks at uh, Jimmy John's have come forward and said, we have uh, uh, clarified that they did not use that bread then to uh, make sandwiches with. It was tossed and so forth. Um, your call's welcome. I feel like it's always an educational period when we can talk to folks who used to work in a restaurant and have seen some things go on maybe behind the scenes that shouldn't have. This is always a good one, right? Especially if you're going to go out for lunch today. Yeah. This is going to really help you out, I feel like. 844-4WW-SHOW is how you can get through. Shayla, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's your story? Uh, well, I my parents met at Denny's back in the 80s, so I refer to myself as like a Denny's. But You, they you refer to yourself as a Denny's what now? Love child. Oh, love child. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You were conceived That's over my... moons over Miami? <laughs> Probably, don't like to ask those kind of questions but i've heard like tons of crazy stories but since my mom was a waitress and my dad was a cook and a lot of those relationships happen um anytime a waitress would get treated horribly which happens quite a bit at denny's um so someone peed in someone's pancake batter when she was messing with a girlfriend that was the waitress why would you punish the customers because another server... Oh. No, the customer was no, treating... No, the, the customer was being horrific. Ah. Uh, yeah. so, to, yeah. like, his girlfriend or something like that. And so he's like, well, yeah. I'm going to take matters into my own hands, literally, and pee in this batter. Well, that seems extreme. Note to self, be uh, nice to waitresses at Denny's. <laughs> Always. Yeah. yeah, not just at Denny's, but... Nope, no. just at Denny's. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Shayla, we appreciate the call. 844-4WW-SHOW. Also online at Woody and Wilcox on Twitter and Instagram. Just got this tweet. Hey, I once saw a guy misjudge his surroundings and deep fry his arm up to his elbow at Chick-fil-A. So that's more of a mishap. I assume that wasn't intentional to get back at a customer. Slightly different than what we're hearing from others who are strictly doing something as retribution. You throw the oil out at that time? Or since it's so hot, there's nothing, you know, nothing bad can come out of that. There's some skin pieces in there, maybe. I believe you would actually probably have to drain it out at that point once you've fried a human arm in your... Why? Is it any different than the chicken meat that's in there? Yeah, it is. Yep. In what way? Spoken like somebody who doesn't understand cannibalism. Chick-fil-A is fantastic. Why would you want it to taste like arm? <laughs> I'm with Chelsea on this one. Can't uh, can't argue at all. Uh, and thanks to uh, Zach, who has uh, tweeted at us, I only listen to your show because I know it disappoints my mother-in-law. Well, has nothing to do with working at a restaurant, but I appreciate your uh, your candor, Wait a my second. Friend. Your mother is disappointed? Your mother-in-law is disappointed by us? Does that surprise you? Thanks to Sawyer, who says, my friend ordered a pizza, and it was late, so instead of besmirching the food, he besmirched the money with his butt and then gave it to the delivery guy. So not really in a kitchen. Not really his fault that it was late, necessarily. 
Well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that he one. Just Shelf, has obviously. to take your butt money. It wasn't even his fault. <laughs> right? It could have been the the, the just, people back at the pizza yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. Stoned out of their minds, forgot to put the pizza in the oven. Butt money, by the way. Their first album was pretty good, but they've really gotten a lot better over the years. The rapper, wasn't he? Butt money. Yes. I don't remember if they did any rapping at all. Huh. Uh, at Woody and Wilcox is the way that you can uh, share your heartwarming tweets with us, and of course. The Woody and Wilcox Facebook page is uh, always there for you. 844-4WW-SHOW is the uh, way you can get through. There's one about a pizza and body hair, but I'm going to go ahead and leave that one to your imagination that I've gotten on Facebook. Let's talk to Jamie instead, who had a different, uh, I guess, thing with pizza. Jamie, good morning. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. What's your story? Uh, So back in high school, a long, long time ago, uh, working at a fine pizza establishment over in the Pineville area. Mm-hmm. We had a caller call in and order a to-go pizza, um, and he got it. We ended up getting a call back 15 minutes later. Something was all bad, and this guy was just anal about everything. It's terrible yelling at everybody. The manager said, well, all right, we'll send you a new pizza out. We made the new pizza, and she put Dave's Insanity Sauce all in it, sent it out, um, about 45 minutes later, we get a call back from the police department. <laughs> Dave's Insanity Sauce. So you uh, snuck a little hot sauce on there. Oh, it is. The, I don't know if you ever had it. It is the hottest stuff you have ever tried in your life. And he called the police? Oh, yeah, he, he knew something was up because he knew he called. They called and wanted to find out who did this. Um, I'm sure if that manager is listening right now, she will definitely know who it is. <laughs> She's not listening. She's smart. <laughs> <laughs> If she's That's management right. material. She's moved on. Uh, right. Wow. Appreciate it, guys. See you, you got it, man. Didn't know the cops. Well, I guess that wow. there would be certain scenarios where the That's cops would get called. Sure. Food tampering. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The old food tampering. 844 4 What are you in for? Murder. What about you? Food tampering. Ah, Dave's insanity sauce. Yeah, you got it. The Woody and Wilcox Show. You may have seen the video floating around the internet. We were talking about it earlier. There was a guy who got fired from his job uh, working in the kitchen at the Jimmy John Sandwich Place in Florida for using the uncooked dough as a jump rope mm. and then p- putting the video up on Snapchat. Uh, you know, we always, it's about, I feel like, once every few months at least that uh, one of these makes the rounds of the internet. Somebody who's doing something they shouldn't. In the kitchen of a restaurant and then either gets fired or whatever, reprimanded. And so we're taking your uh, stories uh, any number of ways at 844-4WW-SHOW would be one of them. Get it in on the phone, uh, at Woody and Wilcox there on Twitter and, of course, uh, the Facebook page. You could certainly hit us up that way as well with your stories. Emily has something for us. Emily, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's your deal? I was working at a restaurant and my then-boyfriend, now-husband at the time, started working with me and... um. And we've started to notice that some of our coworkers weren't as cleanly as we would prefer. And mm. it got to the point that it was just sickening to watch. And these, it wasn't like, oh, revenge story. It was these people were just nasty people. And one of our coworkers one day, we watched him as we were waiting for our food to come up, pick his nose and then dig in his ears and then pick Oof. his teeth and then start putting together somebody's sandwich without washing his hands. Oh! And... I started gagging, and my husband pulled me into the office with him and called our manager over and was like, dude, he just did this, this, this. That's a health violation. And the manager, who was like this 40-year-old guy, says, oh, yeah, that's just Timmy. He's like, Timmy's not going to listen. Timmy got hit by a car as a kid. I'm like, 
<laughs> so wait a second. I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> Timmy's not going to listen to me. Timmy got hit by a car when he was a kid. Did he not physically hear? <laughs> he, he just—he was a little off from that, and probably all the alcohol he consumed. Um, so what <laughs> radio show does he do now? <laughs> He had a run-in well, um, with a 74 Buick, and he doesn't listen to commands anymore. I, mean, I have a dog that still listens. I got hit by a car. So what's the human's excuse? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question, Emily. I don't know. Oh, that's just Timmy. Timmy's not going to listen. <sighs> Thank you, Emily. 844-4WW-SHOW. I, I feel like, while I feel bad for Timmy, if he was hit by a car as a child, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that that can be used as an excuse for future actions when you're out in the workforce. It's pretty common, though. Is when, it? Yeah, when people get hit by cars, they no longer wash their hands. <laughs> Is that right? After picking their nose. It's one of those side effects they don't tell you about on the TV commercials. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that. That's fascinating. 844-4WW-SHOW, the uh, way that you can get through. Wine Club Willie, I saw a co-worker replace a customer's warm milk with paint. I don't think she could tell the difference. She never complained. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call BS on that one. No, I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, she, unless she had no taste buds or sense of smell. First of all, as it's going down your throat, it feels very nice and warm, almost like a thicker version of warm milk. Yeah, uh, I think maybe he's having some fun with this because I'm pretty sure. First of all, who's ordering warm milk at a restaurant? Right. Is that a thing? You no. worked at a lot of restaurants, Chelsea. No, Anybody ever very old. That? Very old, you think, is what that would be. Even very old, they're not ordering warm milk. Uh, just randomly. Yeah, that n none of that is real. Hmm. I love semen. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with it. Your call's welcome uh, as well, uh, whether they, well, some of them are welcome. Let's put it that way. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Come on, football! Yep. That music means it's fun with football audio time. Football fans probably know, bunch of games this weekend. Going to whittle this thing down to the final four after this weekend. Yeah. Seattle's in Atlanta. That's the first game uh, tomorrow. And then Houston's up in New England for the second game on Saturday. Pittsburgh goes to KC early on Sunday. And then Green Bay at Dallas to wrap up the weekend. Honestly, they all look like pretty good games. Maybe minus the Houston-New England game. Sorry, Texan fans. Well, you're only 16-point underdogs. Is that what it is right now? 16, yeah pretty good but anyway whether you're a fan of football or not we're going to do the uh, fun with football audio stuff taken out of the broadcast out of context sometimes sounds dirty we point and giggle like uh, morons here is uh, today's edition jai stretches it out great job by jai maybe a couple inches hmm. i feel like your definition of a great job and a my definition of a great job. you got to understand where he's coming from, though. If it's coming from less than a couple of inches and he makes it a couple of inches, that's a huge gain. Well, I guess you're right. Johnson. Huh? What's that? Johnson. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Johnson. All right. Dix and Jake Ryan came together on Odell Beckham. Just trying to squeeze it in. <laughs> gotcha. Yogurt Latin. Okay. Tuggy, tuggy, tug. It's 11 inches thick. Well, that would make Aaron Rodgers lick his chops. <laughs> you know what they were talking about? Uh, no. They 
they showed some ice on one of the rivers there in Wisconsin or on the lake or something like that. And they're like, yeah, that would make, uh, it's 11 inches thick. That would make Aaron Rodgers lick his chops. <laughs> and then they didn't say anything like he's a big ice fisherman or I, I didn't get it. Uh, I like the pole. Right, man, that's it. He just got splattered. Oh, yeah, he gets hit right in the jaw. Yeah. Mm. Hate it when you get splattered. You just see Darius Carter, Grove, Spencer. You'll see him here. He's right in the middle of your screen. Watch him here. Nice job using his hands, but the best part, finishing. I agree. Uh-huh. I like what I've seen from, from Eli. I like what I've seen. A good unit, some balls. Why people continue to think that Troy Aikman plays for the other team? Balls. So he said, "I like what I've seen from Eli. A good unit and balls. Some balls. I like what I've seen from from Eli. I like what I've seen. A good unit. Some balls. The texture of the balls huh. is very easy to identify. Are you squeezing them? I'm not squeezing the balls. I'm not rubbing them. Well, but how many have you handled? I've handled." Dozens of balls. They don't look very good. To me, those balls are perfect. All right. Balls. Okay. Harry balls. All right. That's enough. Meanwhile, Montgomery had his body bent over. Oh. 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 Yeah. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Oh. Well, these corners do a really good job of getting off, and their eyes are right now on Deshaun Watson. You know, you're, you're going to press his buttons as well by doing that. My buttons are pressed just hearing about it. He was very slow in his get off. It took 2.3 seconds last time when Muse got in there and got a piece of it. 2.3 seconds get off. He said that was very slow. It's uh, three times for me total. Touch it. Touch it. That's more fun than a hot dog. Oh my God, I used to bang guys in this. Chelsea, come on. Slow down. He's going to pull it out and he blows up Scarborough. And And what? The original push where he would go up the center was kind of congested. So his, his next thought was he found a hole off the guard's butt. <laughs> he found a hole off the guard's butt is what he did. Some good detective work. <laughs> I'm naked and in your zip code. I don't. What? Is it a double gonger? It's not a double gonger. All right. Oh, look at that is so well done for a young freshman coming into his face. That's it. I got herpes on my face. We're calling this thing off. (laughs) What? I feel pretty confident whatever this is, engorged or not, it's going to be a good thing. Well, apparently not. Oh, look at that is so well done for a young freshman coming into his face. Well. That seems like really big to be in a girl's nose. I don't think he said that. There's your fun with football audio. That'll be up on the podcast after the show. Look for the Woody and Wilcox channel of iHeartRadio. You can also find it on iTunes. I hope tomorrow I find out how I can massage my raccoon. (laughs) Right, that may happen. 
We've got a round of It Happened in Florida on the way next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So Woody and I are going to share three stories here real quick. Uh, That's what we call It Happened in Florida. They're all true stories that we're going to share. But the thing is, one of them happened in, uh, you know, the plywood state. The thing that hangs down there in the southeastern corner of our country. Looking like male genitalia. Look at us. We're Florida. Here we are. We like to celebrate that with this game called It Happened in Florida. So you can get in at 844-4WW-SHOW. Which one of these happened in Florida? You win. Well, that's how we start. Woody's got story number one. Have you ever uh, been to a wedding and when the reception happens, people start knocking back a cocoa or two? And we used to play a little game called That Girl or That Guy. You know, you try and pick out before people get snot flying drunk who was going to be that girl. I've been that girl a time or two. Have you? Yeah. Chelsea, Hard I, to believe. I have been that guy as well. <laughs> uh, were you anything like the woman in story number one, who is, by the way, the maid of honor at this particular wedding? Uh, when the uh, the reception started, within 20 minutes, she uh, chugged an entire bottle of Fireball whiskey. Excuse me? Keep going. Chelsea hasn't said no yet. Then she started asking for people's car keys, Ooh. grabbed the best man's keys out of his pocket, and tried to drive off with the best man's car. <laughs> That's comedy. She uh, almost ran him over, backing out of the parking space. He hung onto the door and got dragged through the parking lot. Eventually crawled into the car and had to pull the emergency brake to stop her. Other guests at the wedding had then come out to the parking lot and had to wrestle her out of the car. That's when they invited her back to the reception and she started chugging out of a bottle of Captain Morgan spice rum. Well, that's not that funny. Punched a guy in the face. You're painfully unfunny. When the cops showed up, uh, she faked having a seizure. You're not funny at all. When the ambulance came, she removed her top and flashed the EMTs. Hmm. And kicked over a bedpan at the hospital. This was the ninth time this woman has been arrested. The bride says that she is no longer friends with her maid of honor. I wonder if she had to apologize to her couch later. Do you ever feel like you need to apologize to your couch? Hmm. Was it in Florida where even Chelsea wasn't this girl right. when she was that girl? Story number two is a, sort of a fun-loving story. Uh, anybody have any friends who are really, like, stinking rich? Or maybe, uh, let's put it this way, maybe you've seen uh, on TV somebody who's got, like, a really fancy house. Uh, and in, in particular, I'm talking about uh, what we see in story number two. They have a $1.2 million home. And if you've ever seen some of these shows on the Home and Garden or HGTV or whatever it is, what is it you typically see in the kitchen of a $1.2 million home? Anybody? What's that one for uh, really high-end appliances, like ones that talk to you? Ones that talk. You know what I mean? Maybe so, but that's not what I'm looking for. There's a specific time. It's like a stainless steel double door. It's a giant fridge. And oh, the, yeah. The, it's the, like the... built in. It looks like a cabinet almost. Yeah, there's a specific name for it. Um, no. Uh, mariachi band making guacamole at all times. (laughs) I like the way you're going there, but Uh no, that's not right either. I was looking for the obvious, a dead 67-year-old woman who's been there for over a year lying on the floor. Oh. Isn't that what most $1.2 million homes have in them? You see, in story number two, uh, a couple of ladies had lived together for quite some time. And then neighbors began realizing they hadn't seen one of them for a while. 
They live in a $1.2 million home in this particular state. Eventually, I'll cut to the chase, a relative came by the house. Apparently, they don't do that very often because that relative said, Hey, isn't that Aunt Agnes sitting there on the floor? Oh, God. She's in a very, very deep state of decomposition. How long has she been lying there? I don't know. Year, year and a half, give or take. Not to be woody, but the smell. Right. Right. And it's but another woman is living there with that. This isn't sadly some woman who died in her home and no one ever found her. These are people living in the home, and one of them has been dead on the floor for over a year. And not even in, in a- the kitchen. Right. It's not like it was even in the garage, right. which no sometimes stinks anyway, and you maybe could tolerate it. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt if it's in the garage. This is in a common area. Where food is prepared and theoretically eaten. Was it a $1.2 million home in Florida where a woman lived with, apparently, her dead sister on the floor for over a year in the kitchen? You know, that old story. 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Third and final story has to do with the police asking for the public's help in solving a mystery. They want to know who's dumping dirty diapers along the highway in this particular city. Um, They are both... Children's diapers that are dirtied and adult diapers. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you. Did you just say both correctly? Both. Nice job. Children's diapers and adult diapers. That's correct. 120 plus have been found alongside this highway so far. The police are swabbing them for DNA. (laughs) Who gets that? (laughs) That's what I said. Johnson. Yes, sir. It's my first day in the job. I'd like to do anything you'd want, sir. DNA swab on 120 diapers now. I chop, quit. Chop. I'm, I'm going back to jumping rope. And, um, they are hoping that the DNA swabs will come up with some sort of match so that they can identify where they're coming from. Not necessarily the culprit, because like I said, kids, dirty diapers, adult, dirty diapers. They believe it may be somebody who is running some sort of healthcare or daycare outlet that is just chucking them out the window when they're driving down the highway. Chuck Diapers used to be the weather guy on Channel 8. No. Not even that's close. Comedy. What? Come on. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. Chuck Diapers? Nope. That's funny. No. God help yes, you and is. those who listen. No, it's not. I'm not going to allow it. I know not funny. Are you proud funny. of your work? That is not funny. Are you proud of your work? Do you want to hear about that's, a fifth wheel camper? That's going to be my new name when I check into hotels. Chuck Diapers. Uh, Sawyer, I'm so sorry you had to be here for that. <laughs> it's funny. Chelsea's laughing now. Just note to the jury. No, that it's because a... it's so stupid for you to use that name when you check in. I just imagine <laughs> you going up to the front. Chuck Diapers here. Are Party there any messages too? for Chuck Diapers? <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Gonna, right, that's going to make you so Just incognito. hearing you say it in a mocking tone was hilarious. <laughs> I picture drunk. you. I picture you talking with some sort of accent, too. Hello, I'm Chuck Diapers. No, I don't like it with the accent. No, nope. I don't like it anyway. Mm. I... Sawyer, I'm sorry. You I pinch my pants. Yeah. Uh, pinch a loaf. All right. All right. <laughs> it's, were we playing a game? All, all three stories happened. Which one went down in Florida? Story number one. Story number one. Yes. 
You're the maid of honor. Your ninth arrest after you're down in a couple of bottles of booze, punching people, flashing the cans. Oh, yeah. You are at a beautiful, beautiful giant, giant cans. Giant. Well, I don't know. I can't really see from her mug shot. Uh, yes, it did go down in Florida. I can't tell exactly where it went down, though. Sorry. Somewhere in the state of Florida. Chuck Diapers would have known the answer. I'll tell you that. Enough. Story number two, uh, when you die, you hope that your sister will leave you uh, lying on the floor of the kitchen for over a year in Massachusetts is where that one went down. And not even in this country, Quebec City, which I believe is in Quebec, Canada. That's good. uh, They are looking for the mystery diaper dumper, as they're referring to it. Chuck Diapers. Not Chuck Diapers. Booyah! Kapuya! He's a sports guy, maybe. Chuck Diapers. No! Sports! Sports on the tens with Chuck Diapers. No one's last name is Diapers in this scenario. (laughs) Stop it. It's so awesome. No, No, it's not awesome. The more you say it doesn't make it awesome. He's got some sort of catchphrase that sort of is related to diapers whenever somebody like throws a touchdown. Just let it go. Just let it go, like you tell me. There was a blowout. And the, Don't encourage him. <laughs> the diapers blow out. Yeah. Now you're getting it. This is a thing. If you hate your life right now, our just team think about has me. been sagging lately like my diapers. <laughs> All right. I've come around. Whammy. Whammy. <laughs> Splatter. All oh my right. God. I'm hurting. Chuck diapers. The Woody and Wilcox Show. You guys remember when there was discussion of a movie uh, that was new at the time that was drawing a lot of attention around the world, actually, because supposedly people were passing out watching this movie because it was so graphic or something. You don't remember that phenomenon? Mm -hmm. It was called, or is, I should say is, because the reason why it's back in the news is because it's finally got a a United States release date. This was a French film called Raw. And again, people were talking about it because they, they screened it at the Toronto International Film Festival last summer. And they had to call, they had to call ambulances out to the film festival because two different people fainted or passed out, however you want to phrase it, due to the gore of the movie. And uh, the movie is about a, and sit down for this because this is the strangest description of a movie I've ever heard, a teenage vegetarian who acquires a taste for raw meat thanks to a hazing ritual at her veterinary school. What? That was screened at the Toronto Film Festival. People passed out watching the movie and had to be taken to the hospital. And now they've released the Red Band trailer. I don't know if it was out before. I don't know that I had searched for it. But they've announced that uh, it will have a U.S. release date in theaters of March the 10th. It's a heck of a uh, promotional I call BS. I don't know if it's, I mean, I I think some of that has to be legitimate. What, the people passing out? Yeah. No. Well, what do you mean, no? They would, you would know whether or not ambulances came to the Toronto Film Festival. Well, they could be faking it, is what he's saying. Right. I didn't say that ambulances didn't come. I'm just saying when you've got a horror film, right? Think about all the things that have been done in horror films. What new ground are you going to be covering 
in a horror movie. I don't so know. So you've got to generate some buzz somehow. I'm surprised, Wilcox, you are the old man skeptic on everything in life. <laughs> you didn't. Your skeptic meter didn't go off the charts when you hear people were seeing a horror movie and vomiting and passing out. No way. Well, when I st- your suspension of disbelief can only go so far. When you start out with a teenage vegetarian, I mean, well, now hang who's on. in veterinary school? <laughs> we already know that people do pass out from horror movies. We have that conversation within the last month or so here on the show. I have a buddy who passes out in horror movies. Well, yeah, but that's well, also the, that's now, a special condition. It He's, is, but that doesn't mean that's not what happened here. Who's to say that they didn't sort of take this and run with it, right? Oh, somebody passed out at our horror movie. Think about that as a way to promote it. And that doesn't mean it's not true. They didn't mention, oh, that guy passes out at like 80% of the horror movies. You know, maybe there's that element to it as well. I'm not saying that they're not using this as a, obviously they're using it as a big promotional push. It just sounds like a sticky kind of film, like those zombievers and like eels and cyclones and flying bat rabbits. And- I don't, I, I, I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't know, I, 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 but I don't get the sense that it's that sort of. I put it up on campy the, over the top horror movie. It's not, it's, it's well shot and well done. It received a lot of different awards, and what happens? It, it, there's not a lot of talking. It's mainly music in the in the trailer. I've put it up on the blog page. If you're not into blood and guts, it's not like it's you know graphic where you're going to be seeing nudity and stuff so like that. Just, but you see her eating people or something. Well, she starts off with some raw chicken in the in the fridge. Yuck! Right, which immediately you go, oh, you really should cook that. Salmonella. And since she's at a veterinary school, the next logical step is, of course, eating the pets and animals that come into the vet. Yeah, the ones that they have to dissect and learn about through, you know, anatomy and physiology. And then there's a car crash that she happens upon and is like, hmm. I'm going to eat them, too. I like raw meat. This huh. doesn't sound scary. It just sounds disgusting. It does. It does sound disgusting. Yeah. Huh. So it. I just still call BS on the the whole, oh, we had to get people, you know, backboard them out of the theater. Backboard them. Well, we're Would that be better or it. worse? Remember when we talked about the movie Teeth? Vagina Dentata. Thank you, Chelsea. Good call. Wow. That was a strong pull right there. Well, whenever you say teeth, I happen to think of the lower half now. Thank you. There was a, a movie about a <clears throat> woman who had teeth down in the nether regions. Right. Hence the name of the movie. Are you? Would you rather watch uh, a woman eat uh, dead pets or that? I don't know. Are those teethy also eating dead pets? That'd be a nice combo movie. No comment. It's hard to, you know, she's got to go twice a year to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part about it is teaching it how to swish and spit. (laughs) Is that where you're going with that? I see what you did there. That's good stuff. Thanks. I'm going to need you to teach it to gargle next. (laughs) I would see that movie, I think. I think. (laughs) Might also make you pass out. Might make me pass out. You're flossing wrong. Oh, no. What is that? What did I eat? Did I have corn? So, March the 10th. March the 10th in theaters for the movie Raw. 
It's up on the blog page if you'd like to take a look at it right now. The uh, Red Band trailer may not be for everybody. Let's put it that way. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, you may not even recognize or remember or have noticed. Today is Friday the 13th. We talked about this a little earlier this morning. Chelsea was asking, is that even a thing anymore? Well, I mean, first of all, yes, it is a thing because today's Friday the 13th. In terms of do people care about it, I don't think it's changed. I think it's static from what it's always been. Maybe as you get older, Chelsea, you think less about it, which would make sense. People between the ages of 7 and what, about 14? No, 11. I bring it up partly because... um, According to a study, 5% of people say that they will stay home from work today because they don't want to take chances with Friday the 13th. 5%, not five people. Who knows the population of the of the United States? Anybody? I think it's like 320 million. I feel like it's more than that. But let's say let's say it is 320. According to Google, 318.9 million. This was the 2014 census. 5%. What do I want you to do math on this? Oh. <laughs> it's a lot. We're talking millions. 16 million. I'm going to take your word for it. It's probably not right. Can you imagine do you think that 16 million people are not going to their job today because of Friday the 13th? Does that sound right to anybody? No. Do you call out for that? Do you schedule it as a as a vacation day? Or do you call in and say, hey, just realized it was Friday the 13th. Not going to make it. It's a great question. Don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's somebody listening right now who is in that boat. I mean, we know that. I'm sure there are people who feel that way. I wouldn't think the number would be that high. I mean, a lot of people consider themselves superstitious. Chelsea, you yourself were all up in arms about Mercury and retrograde. That's different than a date. No, it's, it's exactly not, the same. No, it's not. It's scientifically the same. It's not. It's only because people believe that it's happening. According to this study, 80% of people consider themselves to be superstitious in general. And then they go on to list the most things that they are superstitious about. Chelsea, if you blame something bad happening on you because it's Friday the 13th, you're saying it's different than if something bad happens to you, you're blaming it on Mercury retrograde? Yes, I'm saying it's different, Woody. Would you like to consider like continue this over lunch? Can we move on? <laughs> I believe question asked and answered yes. at this point. She does believe it is uh, different. I always thought you were smarter than that. <laughs> well... Let's have you do some math, and then we'll see how this plays out. It's not just here in the United States. Uh, News is reporting that there is a Finnish air flight, flight number 666, to Helsinki, H-E-L, that people are afraid to get on. Today, by the way, flight 666 on Friday the 13th has people worried. Quoting the airline, if there is some passenger or any passenger who is anxious about this flight 666, our cabin crew is always happy to help them. Help them what? Find another flight. (laughs) Take a pill. Actually, just get on it because it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of numbers. 
According to the study, the five most common moments when people are superstitious in general, A, when taking a test, B, when buying a lottery ticket, third, during an important time of your life, like buying a house or getting married, fourth, when looking for a new job, and fifth is Friday the 13th. Those are the five things that people are most superstitious about. And again, 5% of people calling out from work. Do you know anyone who's superstitious about any of those things? Well, yeah, sure. The lottery thing. I think a lot of people are, if you play the lottery, a lot of times you have a, I think they would call it a system, but it's really just a series of idiocy. Right. (laughs) And I say that with love, by the way. I know people who are superstitious who do things a certain way. Like my, what? my brother, uh, the he, one that's more attractive and more successful. Yes, I only have one. So <laughs> okay. yes, the the one that is even if he more, didn't have one, yes. it would still be that. Uh, he was a professional athlete, and so like always would put on his shoes in the same order. Like you know, I put on his right shoe first. And then his left shoe, but then tie the left shoe first and then the right. Wouldn't well, step on the chalk lines. It, you know, he had to do certain things on certain days. Eat the same meal on game day. But outside right. of sports, though, do you know anybody? No, I, I try to hang out with intelligent people. Hmm. Woody at iHeartMedia is the way that you can get so, your comments in. Such an effing high horse. He's very assy today for some reason. Yeah, when it comes to stuff like this, it's okay to be assy. Okay, well, but you are living your life right in all other ways. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should start being superstitious about something and see if that helps you out. Wait, you know, when you believe that a planet millions of oh, miles away... here we go again. It. Enough with the Mercury or, retrograde. Or if, you, if you believe that a date like Friday the 13th is actually having an effect on your day, you need to be told that you're being stupid. Or right. if you say the word both, both. Maybe we can talk about this next week. I'm sure there's some crazy superstitions out there just in regular life that aren't OCD and that aren't sports related. I want to hear about those. I mean, I, you know, I have a long standing tradition where I believe that I'm going to have bad luck if I check into a hotel and don't identify myself as Chuck Diapers, who, by the way, is now following us on Twitter. (laughs) And I'm done. Thanks to Chuck Diapers, who tweeted in, I'm reporting live from the field on a mediocre morning show. Chuck Diapers, you're doing the Lord's work, and I can't thank you enough. Woody and Wilcox. The Woody and Wilcox Show. What's that? Want to know what we learned today on the show? Okay. Well, we learned that it's official. Uh, an NFL team is moving from one city to the next. The worst part is the Chargers are going to have to, I guess, change this song. I don't know. I'm sure they can figure out a way to do it. Maybe they can change it. Maybe they can change it to the Rams fight song. So you realize now the two teams in LA, those are the two fight songs. And I think, I they think a, the NFL was in on this, man. They were trying to make this happen. And combined, what, do they have six wins this year? Yeah, it's going to be a great deal for all of them, I think. It's going to be awesome, huh? What else did we learn today on the show? That's a great question. Uh, we learned that there is such a thing as a tampon-tossing melee, also known as feminine hygiene hijinks. That, according to a newspaper here in this great land of ours... 
We learned that the Houston Oilers and the Miami Dolphins had the exact same fight song. Change the words slightly. We learned that you should not, and this is important information, if you work at a restaurant, apparently you shouldn't play a jump rope uh, with the raw dough. This will be the third time I've said play jump rope. I'm surprised nobody jumped in on me for that one. Remember, Finesse Mitchell got, Mitchell got on me for that. You don't play jump rope. Uh, Chelsea learned the term duck butter today, which I thought was fun. Right. We learned that sticking your arm up to your elbow in the fryer at Chick-fil-A is often frowned upon. And then it means they got to drain the oil or not. You can uh, apparently have the cops called on you for using Dave's insanity sauce. That's not a euphemism for something. Apparently we learned that uh, if you're a 40-year-old man and you were hit by a car as a child... You don't know not to uh, pick your nose and then rub it on people's sandwiches. Timmy! We also learned that apparently it's frowned upon if your uh, family member uh, passes away to just allow them to lay on your kitchen floor for over a year. Oh, don't do that. We learned that uh, that movie that supposedly was making people pass out at the Toronto Film Festival last year is now uh, going to be uh, released here in the United States, March the 10th. The movie's called Raw. Not to be confused with the movie Teeth, which uh, was the woman who had uh, teeth in her... But it did allow Woody to make a lot of strange uh, dentist jokes. So you'll want to grab the podcast for that. We found out that tomorrow is the anniversary of the first time a C-section was ever performed. Big thanks to Woody for bringing that up. If you're not celebrating anything this weekend, now you've got something to celebrate. January 14, 1794. He even created a game this morning on the show, which if you missed, podcast is where you'll find that. What was the name of the game, Woody? Lady Who Had a C-Section or Lady Who Gave Birth Through the Cooter Ejection. Cooter. Now, how bad are you kicking yourself for missing that? Again, podcast. We also learned that Troy Aikman has some interesting thoughts on Eli Manning that I wasn't familiar with. I like what I've seen from, from Eli. I like what I've seen. A good unit. Some balls. Balls. The texture of the balls is very easy to identify. Right. We learned something, I guess, about Aaron Rodgers, too. It's 11 inches thick. Well, that would make Aaron Rodgers lick his chops. What? Huh? She was compelled, compelled to steer her beige battering ram into the house that Beef built. Right. Anything else you missed, you'll find it on the podcast. Look for the Woody and Wilcox channel of iHeartRadio. iTunes as well. Intern Dave, is there anything that you wanted to add to today's broadcast? Uh, another great show, guys. Hmm. It's the Woody and Wilcox show. Everyone in this room is now dumber. Not for a second have I even dwelled on the fact that the show's over. I don't... Uh... It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't uh, think about it. I, I try not to think about it, and therefore I, you know, don't. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Because it's a very healthy way to deal with something that is very ultimately not that important in the long run. It's not. 
not uh, not important at all. The Woody and Wilcox Show.